Nearly 40 years ago, I preached my first sermon as a seminarian at Grace Church in Nutley, New Jersey, and the gospel was the one we just heard, the Beatitude from Matthew. I was so excited. I preached about the grand trajectory of the spiritual journey using the Beatitudes as a map. I talked about the three stages of the spiritual journey, the purgative, the illuminative, and the unitive, and showed how the nine Beatitudes fit so beautifully in this pattern of this journey. The first three, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn the meek as the purgative stage. The next three, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The merciful, the pure in heart, are the illuminative stage. The next three, the last three, the peacemakers, persecuted and reviled, illustrate the unitive stage. I was so excited. But I could tell, somewhere around blessed are the merciful, that the people in the pew were just not as excited as I was. <laughs> Now, afterwards, the reviews were inconsistent. <laughs> Some said it was 23 minutes, but others said, no, no, it was 26. <laughs> My gentle rector said or suggested that I might in the future just find one point and try to stick to that. My wife, Kathy, said, if you keep preaching like that, nobody will listen to you. <laughs> so when I read today's gospel, the Beatitudes, what will probably be my last sermon as your rector, I was so excited. <laughs> uh, we hear this gospel for All Saints Day. And we baptize new souls into this wonderful spiritual journey today, Baby Piper. We invite the newly baptized into the community of the fellowship of the saints. And in this sermon, I want to share with you some of the wisdom, not all of the wisdom of the saints, <laughs> who lead us into community, starting with our patron, St. Paul. Paul's liberating insight was that God loves him just because that's the way God is. God is love. God loves us just as we are, warts and all. And when Paul realized that, realized that there was nothing he had to do to earn God's love and acceptance, he was transformed. He was free, free to relax and just be himself, or even more than that, just not even worry about himself at all. He gave up performance anxiety. Now, do any of you have performance anxiety? Do you ever worry about what people will think about you? Do you worry about living up to your own expectations? Is there something nagging inside of you that you just aren't all right altogether? Or that you've got to prove something? 
Are you worried that things in general aren't just all right? Well, Paul says, forget it. Don't worry. God's love is raising everyone and everything into God's heart. God turns every cross into resurrection. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to become something special or different. All you have to do is trust. Trust that fact, that givenness that God loves. God accepts us here and now and gives that love to every human being. So flip your context from anxiety to trust. God is bigger than any mess that any of us can create, and God loves us infinitely. That's just the way God is. So Paul says, relax. Let God love you. Be the beloved. Accept the fact that you are accepted. You're just fine. Trust that. For me, this works like a, a, a an on-off switch in my mental and emotional capacities. I catch myself feeling anxious, feeling fearful. I remember to trust. The anxiety, the fear dissolve. Sometimes instantly, sometimes it takes a few doses of God's love for it all to dissipate. The ethos of every saint is anchored in the known and felt experience of being God's beloved. Once you trust enough to let God love you, then what happens is gratitude. Gratitude blossoms. You feel grateful. And that brings me to another saint. This one is still living. Brother David Stendelrast. David lived his Teen years in Austria under Nazi occupation. He was drafted into the German army, escaped the army, and was in hiding until the war's end. He saw so much suffering from such a young age, I can't imagine. And yet, Brother David articulates this abundant gospel of gratefulness. Everything is a gift he says, and he says, gratefulness is the key to a happy life that we hold in our hands because if we're not grateful, then no matter how much we have, we will not be happy because we'll always want to have something else or something more. And then he sums it up this way. We are never more than one grateful thought away from peace of heart. Now for me, gratefulness is like another on-off switch. Whenever I catch myself feeling self-absorbed, whiny, if I just remember and think how lucky I am, how much I have to be grateful for, that one grateful thought flips me from whiny to thankful. 
Now listen to this from one more saint. This one, a Jewish child in hiding before her arrest and deportation to Auschwitz. Eddie Hellison wrote God in her journal on a stormy gray Sunday morning. She wrote, even if I should be locked up in a narrow cell and a cloud should drift past my small barred window, then I shall bring you that cloud, O oh God, where there is still strength in me to do so. Love and beloved, trust and gratefulness. That's all there is. The life of God in the Holy Trinity. Whenever you know yourself to be the beloved, you are free and grateful. And for me, these two are like little on-off switches whenever I'm awake enough to flip the switch. Trust and gratitude. If I find myself feeling anxious, I can remember God's infinite love for me and for everything and entrust it all to God's loving wisdom. Trust, click, the anxiety dissolves. And whenever I notice myself becoming pitiful, whiny, I can flip the gratitude switch. Click. There is always something, so much to be grateful for, even, even a cloud drifting by a narrow window. Anxious? Feel beloved. Trust love. Infinite love. Whiny? Be grateful. I don't know about you, but little insights like that excite me. I'm easily excitable. As I approach a transition toward retirement, letting go of this work that I have loved, I find I am not anxious. I'm not anxious about myself, and I most certainly am not anxious about this wonderful church. God loves this congregation so much. God wants to lead St. Paul's to new possibilities we haven't even imagined. Embrace that love and trust. Be confident. Be excited about new beginnings and be grateful. I am so grateful, grateful for the friends and colleagues and the work and relationships we've enjoyed. I feel like the luckiest priest in the Episcopal Church. And you be grateful. <laughs> I mean it. You've got, Suzanne, the best pastor I have ever seen. You have a wonderful staff creating music and education and prayer and service. This is a community that can do nearly anything you can imagine with such abundant resources and such wonderful generosity. Some lucky priest is out there just waiting for this bonanza. So be excited.
if you notice any anxiety in yourself, let it dissolve into the infinite love that energizes all creation. If you find yourself becoming whiny, remember everything you have to be grateful for. Trust and gratitude. Love and beloved. That is really all there is. In the name of God.